This is Dubai Eye 103.8. You're listening to Off Script on Dubai 103.8. And I did promise that we might have tracked down a man who is almost as dedicated and passionate about football as you, Chris McCarty. And I think we found him. I am hoping you've got a quiz to ascertain whether this next gentleman is more of a tragic than I am. But this story, you've got the details. I applaud you on this front, Rob. You found this story a couple of days ago. And I'm very much looking forward to talking to our next guest. He's had a comedy show entitled How Football Manager Ruined My Life. (laughs) And he's shown dedication that would actually shine you in a very poor light. So let's bring him into the conversation right now. It is Tony. And Tony, listen, thank you so much, Tony Jameson, for chatting to us this afternoon slash this evening. Good afternoon, fellas. How are you getting on? Really good, Tony. And listen, I've got to tell you that Chris once spent an entire summer (laughs) playing football manager and listening to Enrique Iglesias. And I don't know why that's an important part of the story, but it certainly struck a a chord with us. Uh, You have an even more fascinating and and kind of length of breadth of dedication to the game than even he does. Yeah, I mean, probably a little bit less Enrique Iglesias than Chris, possibly, but... um, yeah, I, uh, so basically what's happened, I've spent, um, since the original game came out in 1992, I've worked out, I've played every single version, and somehow, for some, well, for some reason, I tried to sort of calculate and quantify the actual amount of man hours I've put into the game, and currently, I reckon I've worked it out to about four and a half years of my life, I've been spent playing with virtual footballers on what is basically a spreadsheet. <laughs> yeah, the, the number I had was 31,760 hours. And of course, we know it only takes 10,000 hours to become an expert in something. So you're Pep Guardiola yeah. level when it comes to <laughs> oh, football and, manager. And, and then some. And <laughs> then some, yeah. Talk to us about how the love affair started, Tony. Oh, just, I suppose, like anyone really who sort of gets into this sort of stuff, a love of football the first way in, um, part of the video game generation, I played sensible soccer, goal, all that sort of stuff. Then football manager came out, or championship manager was called back then. Um, started playing out with a few friends, uh, thoroughly enjoyed it on the old Amiga, and eventually just sort of stuck with it, really. And the more advanced it got, the more in-depth it became. And it was no longer just, a, right, let's have a couple of hours. It was then, as you say there, you know, let's spend an evening, let's spend the summer, let's spend most of my 20s, let's spend my 30s uh, doing this. And now I'm trying to weed myself off it it's hard hard. (laughs) give us an insight Tony because a lot of people listening to this dedication to the game in in your uh, I guess example it's gone a lot further than just managing Barcelona resetting every time a result didn't go according to plan I mean how niche did this fascination become for you um, yeah, so I, so I tend not to play with with the, the bigger clubs because it's sort of it's you know relatively quote unquote relatively easy in that sense. So I want to get something that's a little bit more um, realistic, shall we say? So I tend to start at the bottom with all the unknown non-league clubs, and I took uh, a team called Blad Spartans, who so I'm originally from the northeast of England, uh, sort of Newcastle, Sunderland area. So Blad's maybe about like 40 minutes from where I used to stay. So I took them from non-league, which would be Blue Square South or something at the time, uh, about three divisions below the actual football league. I took them from there into the football league and then won the Premier League and then won the European Cup. And it took me about 35, 40 seasons to do that. So, I think that's were, they, were they bought by an oligarch? Were they? Did they come into money? Uh, yeah, you know what? I, like, I, I thought we were going to sort of be like a family run club for a while, but you got to chase the oil money after a while. <laughs> <so>. <laughs> 
That is Roy and the I'll Rovers <laughs> multiplied by 10, Tony. I mean, that is dedication. Yeah. Uh, can you maybe recount, can you give us a, an insight into some of the players that uh, that were prolific under, under your tenure for Blythe Spartans? Oh, some of the legends. I mean, well, we had a guy called Andrew Henry. He was, he was a Scot. I uh, had him to the youth system. He was, uh, became our club's all-time goal scorer. He was overtook a, a lad who was called Ian Pender, who I thought was, was quite frankly, I fell in love with him until he left to join in the Milan for more money. So I was quite <laughs> happy when Andrew, uh, Andrew broke his goal scoring record. <laughs> and uh, I had a guy called Derek Reynolds, who was um, basically a one-club man. He, uh, he sort of came in, into the team at age 16 and I think at his peak was worth about £35 million and he never went anywhere else and oh, I, I miss that fella. <laughs> I love it. Listen, talk to us as well, Tony, because at the height of your championship manager slash football manager addiction, I mean, how did it affect the rest of your life? Because we were reading a story about you taking your laptop to a wedding to play the game. Is that true? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Uh, so, <laughs> so it, it was. It was a friend. It was a friend of my wife's, and at the time, I was going. Well, I don't really want to go to this wedding, and you know, so I just get dragged along the functions where you sort of you have to do it. And, uh, and she was a bridesmaid, so I had a bit of time to myself. So while she was off doing all the bits and bobs that bridesmaids have to do, I was sort of on my own. I thought, well, I might as well just you know pop back into the room and just get the laptop on because it's transfer deadline day. So. <laughs> I needed to get that finished off. And then about three hours later, I was probably uh, walked back into the room to go, no, no, you're staying out where everyone else is. I was like, all right, fair enough. <laughs> Wasn't overly happy about that. And what about this story that I've also read about you learning the Cameroonian national anthem, Tony? Yeah, um, I tried international management for a bit. And um, yeah, Cameroon was, was my team I ended up being. So I thought, right, I'll, uh, I'll learn that. Because obviously, you know, that's how you ingratiate yourself to a nation, isn't it? You management. <laughs> Um, but I didn't know how to sing it, so I just sung it to the tune that I would walk 500 miles by the Proclaimers. <laughs> Come on then, Tony, you know what I'm going to go and I'm going to ask next. Read a bit of a rendition of this Cameroonian national anthem. Oh, you know what? I, really... <laughs> I should have heard it, shouldn't I? Come on, Tony, give, a, give us a verse. <laughs> Uh, oh god, it's, it's it's completely out of my head. <laughs> we'll let you off. Um, Brilliant, that's amazing. I think there's a video of it somewhere. I think uh, we, we will we will we will dig it out. What about advice that you can impart? Because the one thing that I think. I guess strikes a chord everyone has had some level whether it's fantasy football whether it's football manager anyone who likes their football has has experienced a, some level of an addiction to these kind of games so what advice as a as a guru as a man who's been there and done it all with Bly Spartans what advice can you what can you impart just stick with it just stick with it like you know everyone's going to say oh you know it's just a game it's just a game it's not just a game is it we all know it's not just a game. I think the thing is, is that when you look at it through a sort of with a, a hint of reality, and you sort of you get that little moment where you uncover a little sort of player, and you think, oh, "Only I know about him," and then you see him a few years down the line, like on TV or sort of playing in real life. I think that's the little thing that sort of makes it a bit more special, if that makes sense. And uh, you're sort of watching these guys sort of become proper players and. I suppose that when you're in it, it's just it's a bit of escapism. It's a bit of sort of um, the chance, I suppose, to say that you could potentially do it. I know it's not the same as physically doing it and, and managing a football team per se, but 
I guess it's just that little thing of going, I wonder, you know, every fan thinks they can do a better job than the manager that's in charge. And I think the, the beauty of this one is it gives you a bit of a chance to sort of at least prove on some level. Uh, and, uh, yeah, I think obviously the way that the story's worked out, it, it does seem as though, you know, so many people around the world, not just the UK, obviously, as we say, we're, we're talking about around the world now, that this game affects and people have, have found enjoyment in it. And, you know, we've, we've sort of sold DVDs of the show to, to all over the place. We've sold to Dubai, we've sold to Australia, America, and it's, you know, from something that came from a little sort of five-minute stand-up routine to, to, you know, an hour and a half show that became a tour. It's just, it's uh, it's really crazy to sort of think that that many people are involved and the fact the guys from, from who actually made the game got on board with it and sort of helped sort of um, spread the word was, was brilliant. And then, you know, bits like this is just, it's... Uh, it's fantastic. I think it shows just how much sort of people get on board with it, you know? Bless you, Tony. Listen, you are my hero. Forget Pep Guardiola. It's Tony <laughs> Jameson that I aspire to be when I grow up. You have, and you've touched on it, how Football Manager ruined my life. For listeners of our show over here in Dubai, I mean, where can people find this, Tony? What's the best way to find out a little bit more information? Uh, so, at the minute, if you just uh, head over to the website, which is tonyjameson.co.uk, uh, we sell the show uh, on the DVD. Uh, through there, it's also on Steam, which is the download platform. Which ironically, you can play Football Manager on. <laughs> um, I was, I was the first. Uh, it's quite a nice one actually. The guys who made the game uh, were saying that this, that Steam were looking to put video content online, and I actually became the first uh, non-video game Fantastic. game to go on Steam. And um, so it's on there as well. And then uh, it's a show that always kind of may come back again in the future. So you know. All I'm saying is there's a World Cup happening shortly, so maybe I can sort of get myself back out and uh, jump on a plane and, you know, if there's a demand, then we'll come across and we'll do the show. So, Brilliant stuff. Well, listen, Tony, thank you so much for sparing the time. We really do appreciate it. And uh, we'll be checking in in the future to find out how Blythe Spartans are getting on, OK? <laughs> Absolutely, no, it's a pleasure chatting to you guys. Thanks for having me on. Top Thank stuff. you so much, Tony. Fantastic. The voice there of Tony Jameson, comedy tour, how football manager ruined my life. And I guess, well, Pep Guardiola's got nothing on that man. Nothing. This is Dubai I 103.8.